Welcome to The Other Storyteller, the podcast sparking conversation in the arts and media world. I'm Maria, a filmmaker, entrepreneur, and curious artist from Colombia, living in the UK and Canada. The world is full of stories of cultures, places, and people, and I want to meet the most inspiring artists and storytellers from across cultures to uncover the stories that become art. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the other storyteller. Today I have a really interesting guest as usual, but today I bet none of you had any idea of what you were walking into because this is not your usual guest. So I have an incredible martial artist stunts person called Jennifer Lee. Jennifer did Bagua, Tai Chi Chen style, Kiang Chianki, I want to say, and martial arts tricking and got into the stunts world and has done incredible work, um, such as being Kelly Marie Trent's um, double in The Last Jedi from Star Wars. And she has participated in a number of huge shows that you might know, such as Flash, Arrow, Snowpiercer. So please welcome Jennifer. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jen, and I'm here in this podcast, and I'm very excited to catch up with uh, Maria and share the little pieces of, you know, film or being in film and just a little bit of my stories and try not to be too nervous. <laughs> Don't worry. Everyone around here is pretty nice. No no nasty comments. Everyone's <laughs> really nice. Everyone loves the loves the podcast so far, mm -hmm. and I don't think there's going to be a difference because you are definitely... An incredible person and I think everyone's going to be really interested in hearing your story. No, oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I want to get this out of the way because I really, I just don't 100% understand how you become a sun artist. So mm -hmm. I want to get that because I try to imagine myself becoming an, a stunt artist and I love doing all weird kinds of things and I did gymnastics and all that stuff. But I'm like, how do you turn a passion and skill into like a career I think I think that's a very interesting thing to talk about because like I can only speak from my experience which is um, the stunt scene in Vancouver because um, I think getting into stunts is very different in different parts of the world I know just very uh, like surface level like when I was in the UK that there's the there's like a certain system that they have to go through before they can apply to get into stunts. But in Vancouver, like personally, I just kind of stumbled into it. I was, I've always loved martial arts. I grew up with, um, you know, watching all the Chinese, uh, Hong Kong, um, old, old Hong Kong martial arts films, like with Jackie Chan and like Jet Li and, you know, Donnie Yen, which, which I loved growing up. Um, and then I practiced martial arts as a kid because that's just... What I got into and I really enjoyed it and then I got into this sport called martial arts tricking um, and then I trained here in a facility uh, called like Delta Gymnastics and they have like weekly open drop-ins and I just happened to train with the some stunt people that I didn't even know like at the time that stunts was even a job that was here because I was really young and then and then but I guess yeah I, was, I guess I was lucky that I, I trained with them and then I've already became friends with them. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, what? That's like a job you can do. And I already love doing all these things. And then um, I remember my boyfriend at the time, 
he was getting into stunts and then he also trained like we tricked together and then so we just trained together and then we learned a lot of skills more pertaining to stunts like with film fighting and then like um yeah we just kind of fell into it <laughs> or I kind of I fell into that. it and then having someone there to train together and then kind of pursuing it together I think helped helped a lot um I don't really know what advice I would give someone be like hey this is how you get into stunts but I think generally speaking, um, you train the necessary skills, you try and build um, a demo reel, kind of like filming the, the the clips of skills that you you know that you're good at. Like for, for you, for example, if you, for you'd be like uh, jump roping or you know, <laughs> your gymnastic skills. So you would film that and then you would put it into a short clip and then you can present it to like different coordinators and stuff and then and then I think that and then resume and then getting a headshot. And that would be kind of the things that you want to build together. And then you try and meet people and build relationships and then eventually, hopefully, get an opportunity. But I was going to say, like, it's it's a little bit hard initially to get in because to work on a lot of the bigger TV and like film projects, they're all unionized. So they don't hire people who are not union, but... I don't know. It's kind of a weird system. Like you need a union credit to work on those films, but they don't hire you if you don't have a credit. But you need to get all that first job so you can get your first credit. So it's just um, kind of waiting and hoping and trying to push for that opportunity for, you know, if they need a specific performer for a specific skill or if your, you know, body and look like matches a certain um, actor and there's no one else there and they fight for you like the stunt coordinator fight for you and then that's how you would get your first credit but sometimes it's harder it's it's pretty hard in the beginning I guess I would have to say mm -hmm. yeah yeah I yeah. guess that works different from the camera department where yeah. you basically have to get non-union um, credits then you become a uh, trainee and then you can get in unless there is a shortage and then you become a permittee and then you're able to join the union with those credits as well which yeah. is kind of what happened to me as well it was oh, cool interesting I guess this, there's an overlap but I have to say I did go to a delta facility oh, and nice. I sucked no <laughs> I sucked I was like oh yes I can do a cartwheel and I guess I can oh. do some stuff and I was and I used to be able to do like backflips and things like that when I was much younger. But like when you haven't practiced anything since you're like 11 or 12, and then you try to do them when you're like 21, yeah, your body's changed and it doesn't work. <laughs> no, it's still in there somewhere. And then you just got to practice and your body get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, to this day, I now like try to do a lot of things, um, gymnastics related calisthenics I'm getting into right now which I guess is like okay. you you also practice all of that like really spatial awareness body awareness and body control that you require for a lot of these skills but like martial arts that's like a whole new level <laughs> I try I feel like my air awareness is not that good <laughs> Um, in within stunts, oh sorry. Um, within stunts, I I do more like film fighting, which I don't mm -hmm. need to go upside down a lot. And even when I did tricking, like a, a huge part of it was like the kicking stuff, which I don't need to go inverted. Even though I did do some of it, it's not hugely my thing. Like tumbling and like crazy flips, like I I do a little bit, but not not crazy. <laughs> not as much. I guess that no. every 
artist has like their skill set that they're more specialized in or how do you do that yeah i guess within stunts like when you think about it in terms of movies like they covers a huge huge um variety like so there are people there's like people who specialize in more high falls like they'll fall fall like 50 feet and like i don't do that <laughs> mm -hmm. and then they have like um more wire focus like and then there's like horseback riding or um like cars and motorcycles like i don't do any of that um mm -hmm. so i i do more focus on like film fighting and then some falls and some wire work um when it's needed but yeah and then each performer that is already in stunts, like you'll have your demo reel, you'll have your resume and um, I guess your headshot, like I mentioned before. Um, usually if they hire you, like they, they can see what you can do on your reel and like roughly mm -hmm. kind of what you're comfortable with, what your body is capable of. And then if they if it seems like easy enough, like, oh, it's a fight scene and they see in your reel that you've had a lot of experience with film fighting, then they probably won't even tell you. Be like, oh, you're, you're here for a day. Um, you're hired. <laughs> and then oh you go my God. But, but if if there's something crazy, like, oh, you know, this is very specific. They need someone to fall from, like, I don't know, a really high ground on into, like, water. They'll probably talk to you about it on the call, like, when, you, when they call you to see if you're available. To be like, hey, are you, like, this is the stun, roughly. Are you comfortable with that? Because if you're not, like, then you shouldn't you shouldn't say yes to the job kind of thing. Mm -hmm. oh, and that's kind of how you feel it out. So sometimes you know, sometimes you don't. But if you don't know, you probably don't need to, usually. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. And I guess for the ones that are like uh, big fights, um, mm -hmm. do you actually like have to rehearse that a lot? Or or how, do it, how does it work? Because I do know that there's like rehearsals prior. Mm -hmm. But is that like, how much time do they really give you to learn that whole choreography of fight as a stunt performer you don't get as much time as you think because <laughs> yeah. they expect you to kind of get it pretty fast and then after that they have to spend time working with the actress or actor um if you're doubling them and that's like fighting with them or like teaching your actor so that they can they can do the fight as well because they'll be using their face and they'll be mostly focusing on them so if anything i feel like we learn it pretty fast or we, you know, um, and then we work with the actors so that they can do it as well on the day. And that's kind of more where we spend the time because they have so many other things to work on and then they got to learn it. Mm -hmm. But wow. it depends on the project because sometimes they don't have that much time either. So we just got to like, yeah, try and feed them pretty fast. And then if um, they're able to cheat it, they'll try and hopefully get us to do more of the fight so they don't mm -hmm. have to do as much, but... Yeah, I hope that answers your question. I just kind of I, that yeah. that totally does. That totally does. And I have a question, more questions, because I love questions. Um, <laughs> what do you think is better to be like, uh, like I guess to get a lot of jobs or to get your foot through the door? Is it better mm -hmm. to look like everyone else? So kind of like have a very, um, like standard face height, um, and then you're able to kind of double for many different people, or do you think that? Like, say, if you have a different look, um, if you have, like, red hair and there's not a lot of actors that can do, like, a red hair character, for example, um, mm -hmm. do you think that it's easier maybe to get that first role because you have 
something that has like a different look about short term maybe having something that stands out is good for the first like mm -hmm. chance to be like hey we don't have anyone like that like you're mm -hmm. six foot tall like black girl there's like yeah. two maybe no maybe like mm -hmm. zero five ten let's say five ten mm -hmm. and then so that would be like their opportunity to get in but to for a longer period of time i think i guess someone someone that's more generic a little bit mm -hmm. I can't really say what generic is, but just like more a, an average more. height uh, yeah, for your like, race and gender, I guess. Yeah, or just for the time of like what is being filmed in the in the area for like those mm -hmm. kinds of roles. And like in the mm -hmm. past, it probably I don't know uh, five six, like skinnier, yeah. like Caucasian girl. I don't know, but but now like it's nice to see there's more um Asian focused shows like Kung Fu here, which was filmed here, mm -hmm. and then a lot more. Like I was like, oh, my Asian girlfriends are getting cast. Like it's it's amazing. And then um, so yeah, it also depends on that, I guess. That's a weird, when that's a hard question to answer, I think. And when you think about um, say that you're doing a lot more, I don't know, like if you go into productions that are more uh, centered around say a narrative that is Asian, so Kung Fu or something like that. Do you mm -hmm. find that also the specific martial arts and the background that they look in the people um, that are performing the stunts is specific to a specific martial art? Or do you think that they also still hire people from different backgrounds? Um, mm -hmm. Maybe some people that come from stunts in dancing or, or parkour or other things? Mm, I think like movement is pretty... Hmm. There are similarities to different types of movements and then just mm -hmm. having background in one definitely like just your body physicality like in strength and flexibility like it helps with everything um but and then also within stunts people come from all different backgrounds but you have to perform like sometimes similar things and then also have to learn new things all the time and that's just all of us you, you can't be good at everything um, so I came from a, a tra more traditional Chinese martial arts background, like you said, um, like Bagua, Bagua Zhang, and then uh, Chen style Tai Chi, and then I went into tricking, which is all like kind of random, but um, it was actually a little bit hard for me in the very beginning because I, uh, those types of martial arts, uh, Bagua Chen style Tai Chi is considered internal martial arts, like Chinese internal, um, softer style. So there's not a lot of like. Uh, power and like um, kind of snappiness to it and then I found like after going into stunts and trying to learn more like martial arts film fighting it was a little bit hard for me to look sharp because everything was so soft style um, but it was also good also in a way that you know I can kind of learn from somewhat of a blank slate as compared to like someone who does boxing specifically like for real fighting everything is a lot shorter you know you're not supposed to let your op opponent know when the hit is coming so to go from that to like martial arts film fighting which is a lot different because you want to project you want it to look good you want it to look exaggerated you want it, the camera to be able to see it and you want your opponent to to be able to see it to be safe it's do you have to unlearn things and then relearn things but um, for me, I was kind of able to learn it. But I also had to study some boxing and like karate and like other styles to make sure that I look sharp. I guess to answer mm -hmm. your question, like I, I think a lot of really good stunt people came, comes from like a dancing background and like even gymnastics. Like it's they just have to learn those skills as well mm -hmm. and 
and then and then adapt as new things come to you when you're doing jobs I guess yeah that sounds super interesting I guess that it's uh it's not a one size fits all and you need to know these specific skills like for everyone it's the same cookie cutter I guess it's it's quite different do you find that you ever go into a film and like you're asked to do a stunt that you're not able to do or something like that there are definitely times where I'm like okay I remember one specific thing where uh I was asked to do a, a stunt getting pulled, like ratcheted. Basically, there's a machine that you press a button and there's like a, a air gauge that like when it activates, it'll like pull you at a certain power and then they'll like ramp it up and stuff. But I was supposed to stay underwater with like a scuba diver and and then get pulled out of the water. But I'd never done scuba diving before. So I remember like they're like, oh, can you do this? And, and I was like, uh, I've never done that before, but I will go and get that. Uh, class or tutorial or whatever I needed to not get certified but at least get the experience of what it's mm-hmm. like to you know with I didn't need to be um in the gear but at least experience what it's going to be like underwater with the mm-hmm. piece I guess. with the mask yeah yeah so that I had to learn on the spot and then I think and there's another show that was going on here called uh, Motherland and in in there the characters was like all girls and I was like oh this is an amazing show um but yeah, in there the girls, the characters like use a like a rope dart ish weapon, and I remember there is a time where like all the stunt girls were learning how to use a rope dart. So yeah, there's a so sometimes you need to learn the skills for the job. Sometimes there's certain things that you just don't know how fast you're gonna be able to learn them. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I think I mean they did their best to teach us too because they needed the performers for the job so you know we did classes and then we will help each other and then do little games and stuff it's 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 a nice community here i think yeah <laughs> do you have like a move that's like your move like a stunt or like a a trick that you're like <laughs> this is mine like this is i do this so well oh i don't i don't know if i have any tricks uh, I'm getting old. <laughs> I, I used to used to do a lot of tricking, and then in terms of just tricking, I used to do um, this move called axe aerial. Wait, is it axe aerial? Aerial axe. I would do the aerial, which is like a cartwheel without hands, and then when I land, I would hold my leg and then come down afterwards. It doesn't sound as Damn. I, I don't know how to describe it, but that was no, something I've done. I- like. I've done the cartwheel without the hands and it's really hard and let alone landing with one leg. Mm -hmm. Really Yeah, aerials is very common. So that's something that I'm like, yeah, I can do that because it's easy. (laughs) That's super. I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you're like, I want to get into this area of stunt work, like some skills that you want to develop or some experiences you've never had that you would like to get? Mm, I think earlier in my career, I might be like, yeah, throw me in a a fire stunt. No, no, I'm just kidding. It it sounds really cool, but also very scary for me. And then also Mm -hmm. like high falls, like super high ones. I'm like, I don't think I'll ever do that. (laughs) Do a little, little, I, I, I like to be grounded, like being like doing film fighting stuff is, I think, um, my favorite and then some wire work stuff is pretty fun too but like huge ratchets and like and crazy car studs i i don't think um yeah 
<laughs> do you find that like it's maybe girls are a little bit more afraid of like dying on sets i don't know how to put that I'm in a different way <laughs> um luckily i think luckily here in like north america we're pretty keen on like safety and trying our best to to stay safe like we'll have the mats whenever necessary and you know putting on like stunt pads is pretty encouraged um i've heard crazy stories from like the old school hong kong stunt guys of how they like yeah we don't need a helmet we just do you need rehearsal just do it <laughs> and oh, then no like hitting the ground like no pads and like falling and then hitting things and then falling again like it, it's, it's so crazy to like watch them and i feel like to some sense like as part of that history like that is like the real stunts and then what i'm doing is safer which means i can do it for longer time which is great um and then you know rehearsals and then making sure you're safe um mm -hmm. it's good <laughs> and i guess and I, it's important because at the end yeah. of the day like someone can die doing stunts and i remember in 2017 um, I was working actually in a film that contained a lot of stunts mm -hmm. and uh, there was the passing of um, the stunt person in Deadpool, I want to say it was. I've heard about that. Um, yeah. And you feel it's, it's really sad. It's mm -hmm. just one of those situations that you're like, damn, like how did that happen? And, and those things can happen realistically. Like you can always also die in other jobs you know it's not like stunt specific um mm -hmm. but also there's i guess quite a, a lot of possibility for people to get concussions and to get hurt um mm -hmm. which would impact people's mental health so it's good to kind of acknowledge that there's risks that come with that as well um and in a, a whole new level of appreciation as well for people that put themselves in that kind of risk yeah there's yeah, as much as you try and keep it safe, there's always risk, um, which is why stunts is stunts. And that's a different uh, different department where people are more specialized in, you know, trying in knowing how to try and stay safe. Um, I guess going going back to the last question, I didn't really touch didn't really answer your question completely. But as a as a female um stunt performer, um, I would say like in some sense you gotta be like pretty pretty tough and i know a lot uh, a lot of female stunt performers who are really tough because like um with the characters that you know you get to double um sometimes you don't get a lot of costume like if they're wearing like bikini or if they're wearing like just a dress like there's nothing covering your knees nothing co nothing covering your arms so there's no space for you to put like stunt pads and stuff so in that sense like it can be more difficult for female stunt performers um, and then for concussions and like other risks like that, yes, definitely. Like even if you do as much as you can for to try and keep safe and, you know, put on the stun pads and have clear communication between everyone with like wire work and, um, you know, just doing everything that you can can just stay safe. Like there is still risk. And I've personally witnessed like some of my friends who has gotten concussions on set. I won't like you know say any of their names or like what mm -hmm. show it is. But sometimes it's it's just the communication and the pressure on set, and you know if they were rehearsed it a certain way, but when they're shooting, the director or someone else would be like, "Hey, can we add this last second? And then they have to add it. But then with that adjustment, it's it's now different, and they don't get a another rehearsal, and then they're 
with the pressure of being on set and everything's rolling and everyone's waiting on you, like definitely like those things do happen as much as you try to prevent it, I guess. And but and I think that's interesting. That's interesting for like directors also to hear because I think that sometimes we're like, oh, can we just get this at mm -hmm. this little kick? And it's yeah. different. Like your choreography, your timing changes and, and it can put people at risk even if it looks like a small thing. So it's good that you share that. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes it's hard too because like, yeah, I know like as a director, like when you need to get the stuff done and then there's only that limited time and resources and mm -hmm. sunlight. And so something that I think as a stunt performer that you hear a lot within like our circle is when you're when you're working, a lot of times the production will prioritize the acting and the actors mm -hmm. and they'll take 90, 95% of the day and then the stunts is like sometimes kind of pushed to the end. So you might not have time to warm up. You might not have time to do like you know, last walkthroughs that like you just kind of have to do it. And sometimes that be makes it a lot harder and a little bit more dangerous for the performers because there's extra pressure on you to get it right the first time or to, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, just a lot less leeway. And I also wanted to touch on, um, like, in terms of concussions, like, it is a very serious issue. And then within our union and within our community, we've had um quite a lot of like workshops and just kind of so people are aware of the repercussions and like how you it should be taken seriously like if someone's suspected of having a concussion like then you stop and you know talk to them and make sure that yeah. they're okay and then not to go again um and try to find ways around it because yeah I won't go into too much but everyone knows now yeah. hopefully that concussion is a serious serious issue do you have any thoughts about how AI could actually come in and potentially risk the jobs of um, many stunt performers? And, and as we know, with the strikes that are ongoing um, in protecting the, I guess, image of actors um, so that they cannot just be AI generated. Do you have any thoughts about that? Mm, I definitely stand in con um, solidarity and I support like the strike and also with you know the performers fighting back mm -hmm. against like the big studios and stuff like that's like 100% this is like um, just I think out of necessity because of the rise of AI like you said like we I don't kind of I see those clips pop up once in a while. Like, I mean, actually it comes up quite a lot, like on Instagram feed and stuff is like, oh, this new thing that AI is now capable of. Oh, now they can edit, I don't know, videos and now they can like create music. And, you know, it's, it's, it is pretty scary. I think as an artist, cause I also draw and stuff and that's a pretty direct and like very easy to see like impact on how it's like, well, potentially like affect a lot of jobs and a lot of artists skills but I'm hopeful that you know it can be kind of out of necessity like utilized <clears throat> in a way that we can use it as a tool but still retain our you know creative freedom and as as an artist but I I can definitely see the the threat of it mm-hmm yeah, yeah sure. and, I, and I think about it a lot because there's a part of it that makes me think about safety. So mm -hmm. it's like if there's certain, 
stunts that really push it a lot and that they require like if you have been shooting with uh, a specific artist and you have already engaged them and there's a specific stunt that requires AI, I think that maybe there's a space for it um, to happen that way, but it would be very limited to mm-hmm. that specific stunt in that specific movie because once you are scanned, if you don't have very specific contractual obligations and limits to what's being done, I guess it, it can really get out of hand and compromise a person's likeness. Mm, yeah, I, I think I haven't read too much into it, but I've definitely heard that. I think I think that's one of the things that they were fighting for is mm-hmm. um, I might get the specific wrong, but I think the studios were fighting for like once they scan like a background performer once like they're able to use it without mm-hmm. paying them for, mm-hmm. for forever so they're like yes is used forever without pay i'm like that's it's pretty crazy to think about but um mm-hmm. yeah and, and then, i know and then, that a lot of people have already been scanned in productions supposedly for that specific movie but they never specify if it's just for that for for that film um, or for that scene, you know, so you might actually get paid just for the one set day, but then you might be on multiple set days, which yeah. I think it's kind of disrespectful. Yeah, it's it's hard. There's a it's a it's a deep hole to dive into. There's so much new yeah. information like popping up all the time, and mm-hmm. I, think, I I I mean, it's I can see that it's it's not going to stop regardless of us so i'm hopeful that you know there are aspects that we can utilize and i'm hopeful that you know we can retain our rights to a certain extent but in reality i don't know where it's gonna go and there's part of me who's all there's part of me also that's a little bit excited to see where it's gonna go because it's such a it's such a such a big like encompassing thing it's not just within stunts like or within Mm -hmm. art there's so many other things that can come out of it. Like I've used ChatGPT before to help, like you know, brainstorm ideas and stuff, and like that's been helpful. And then I've also played with like um, where I would draw like an an image, like do most of the the sketching, and then I put it into an AI software just to see what it would come up with. And it's sometimes some of the things is pretty impressive, but I can mm-hmm. see how it's kind of scary too. <laughs> Yeah, it's I am in many in many ways actually quite a bit of an AI enthusiast in like I want to see what it's capable of and I think that it's to if it is to give people time and and quality of life mm-hmm. I think that that would be great but I think that we always have to kind of limit to what extent we use it and 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 how that affects other people um ultimately so Definitely acknowledging that um, because it's an ongoing situation that a lot of people are going through because also I know that there's a lot of people that are, you know, out of a house or or out of work for a very long time. And, and that is also very complicated for for people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm itching to ask you something mm-hmm. and I didn't plan to ask you, but I just feel like I need to ask you. How oh, let's hope get, I can answer. How did you get? How did you get the role in Star Wars? Like, oh, that's freaking awesome! <laughs> yes, that was that was very awesome. And at the time, I've never been to the UK, and it was very exciting for me. Um, 
funny story. I was actually still in Emily Carr at the time. And so I got the, I think I got this, I got an email from a friend here. He recommended me to one of his friends who has gotten an email from one of the stunt riggers on Star Wars. Um, um, and then, and then they're like, oh, are you available to come to the UK to audition? And then so I basically just like, oh my God. And then I dropped everything from school. And then I was like, okay, okay. And then I'll I'll get this ticket for just going to the UK to do the audition for like, I think I was there for two or three days. It wasn't a long time. And then, yeah. And then I went to the UK. I did the audition and then, um, yeah, everything worked out. And then I was able to do the skills that they required. And then I found out later that I was like, okay, I'm. I think you're hired. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're hired. And then and then I went back and then I was there for six months. But yes. That's basically first <laughs> of all, like, oh my God. Like imagine you get I no no no. I don't know. Like <laughs> you get that email. You're like, I'm just gonna get on the first flight I can. Like you just chill. Yeah, I think and you I, didn't I don't... tell anyone. You were like so quiet about it. I was like, where's Jen next semester? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of shy. I never like to brag about anything. So people ask me questions. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> but no, that was no, very, very, very lucky that I got to have that experience. And yes. <laughs> and very well deserved as well. Because I think that, you know, I think that in this life, there's a lot of people like me that you do whatever school tells you. Yeah. But there's not very many people that, are able to just kind of tune out what authority says and be like, I know that this is what I have to do and kind of like, just go do it. Um, and you just took a chance and, and it paid off. So yeah, I'm, I'm you. I was like, oh, I would go to UK over going to school. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, it, yes, not really kidding. <laughs> when you go to UK to do an mm -hmm. audition, is it out of pocket or is it like the company that brings is, you over for the audition i mean that was uh in 2016 so i don't really mm -hmm. remember the details but i think at first i was out of pocket for that chance and then after that they reimbursed me once i got hired i think no oh, that's awesome yeah that's um, awesome i think but it's one of those things that i would be like am i gonna get the job or am i gonna spend the money <laughs> when i'm gonna work on star wars <laughs> um okay so I want to take a second to kind of do a little bit of retrospective and mm -hmm. think about um, when you were starting your career, mm -hmm. what would you say to your younger self? Like what advice would you give your younger self when you were getting started? I'd say, I mean, it still applies to me now, I think, but just to be kind and be respectful. I mean, I mean, that's like going for overall, not to say I'm not, but I, I guess like just to spend more time on conditioning and like just training more regularly because it's interesting like working in film like as you know like also as a film person sometimes you work like 15 hours and then you're on set like standing around a lot or and then you don't work for like a few weeks and then you work like one or two days like if you're not on a consistent job there's a lot of downtime and then when if you're good and disciplined and you would you would train regularly but sometimes the training is like you know going out to take classes and like doing the, that kind of training 
with partners and stuff but it, it's not enough on like weight training and like body conditioning um and it's that conditioning that really keeps your body like strong and functioning for a long term and then when you even when you're working on like what I, which is what I used to do when I was starting out is just go and do tricking at the gym and that would be my training but not enough conditioning and then it's and then after a while you slowly start to feel like hey I'm getting a lot of injuries and then I'm not really taking care of my body even though I am trading a lot and learning new skills like I guess I would just tell myself to do more um, weight training and more body conditioning so that I stay strong for a longer time I love that I yeah. love that. And, you know, I was actually talking about this with friends uh, recently. It's like, even when you exercise, when you go to the gym a lot, it's like you could be at the gym every day and you mm -hmm. can be lifting the heaviest weights. But there's a lot of the things that are like skeletal um, functioning and, and maintaining kind of your, what what do you call like skeletal muscles? Mm -hmm. Um quite strong is so important because at the end of the day i love doing shoulders but like my shoulders are not gonna keep me walking for the rest of my life it's my spine and my legs right so um very important to just think about it holistically as well and and i guess stunts is kind of like a lifestyle in itself you have to continue to work on it when you're not working mm -hmm. yeah definitely um, do you recommend any movies for like stunts that you're like, this is the best movie with the best stunts or like, <laughs> if I had to watch it, I will watch it a million times. Hmm, that's some pretty high pressure. <laughs> I mean, when I think of stunt movie, like recently, that just came out that is like really like a lot of really high quality stunts, I would say, and like big stunts, I would say John Wick 4. I knew you were gonna say that I haven't watched it but John Wick has incredible stunts like holy Jesus yeah John Wick 4 is is pretty crazy most my, my husband is also in film and then we watched it I was like dang that is like only possible because I think um the director is also a used to be a stunt performer or a stunt person really? stunt coordinator and then so he has all the resources and all the you know um focus and value on the stunt so that was like a huge part of the movie and yeah it was pretty amazing i, I, I had no idea about the background <laughs> of the director like that's super interesting i mm -hmm. i'm gonna go watch it again because <laughs> i i think i watched up to the john wick three i haven't watched the fourth one so i'm gonna go yeah, watch it it's pretty epic i, I reckon plus their cinematography is incredible like yeah. oh my god i love it Definitely john wick epic great movie fun means that came out of it too <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of crazy stair falls <laughs> i don't know if well they that. have like all the stair falls in in john i think in john week two or john week three also they had yeah. a lot of like well, this one's gonna talk. <laughs> even more <laughs> yeah that's why you gotta I watch that but outside of that the stunts was amazing in the fights and stuff yeah also like stair falling is quite dangerous right in like stunts I guess it depends on the stairfall because like you can go into the stairfall and just roll which is actually not that bad if you have enough momentum is what I you know kind of what what we say but um 
there are certain some people that do stair fall like they just do like a tumble or like fall backwards on and then like they do a flip into the stairs and then they keep rolling that's a lot more dangerous but stair fall stair fall by itself is not too bad <gasps> oh my i don't know i feel like i'm gonna like hit my neck or something because i am i'm very afraid yeah mm-hmm. if you have to watch movies or films or things from like one country for a whole month what would you choose mm, can i say anime because it'd probably be anime <laughs> i think i either pick that or like hong kong old like 80s movies yeah i love that <laughs> i would well I'll go back and rewatch it and still all really good you know yeah. what i could watch for a whole month mm-hmm. harry potter harry potter you harry potter harry fans? potter I'm a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. I can watch Harry Potter a million times a year. And when I ask people this question, I'm like, so curious why nobody says Harry Potter. Yeah. I did like Harry Potter. I, I mean, I, I loved Harry Potter growing up. But did you like the movies as well? The movies as well. I love them. I love the movies. I love the books. Mm-hmm. And I used to go on like the Pottermore forum. <laughs> and I used to read about it because I was like, I want to know more. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Have you, have you been to the Universal Studios to like see the sets and stuff? I haven't. Um, actually, they have them here. They have the Junction, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, by London. They have the studios with everything like where they shot. But I have not been. But I have been to all the locations that are across the UK, except to the ones in Scotland. So I mm-hmm. like made a list of all the abbeys and I started going like, Let's go to London, but we actually take this other route. And I started like checklisting everything. And I'm like, oh, this is where they shot the yeah. brooms. Or this is where they shot like Snape's class. And, and I love oh, that my... stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, much yeah, I love a lot of... Um, you asked me about stunt films in particular. I'm like, yes, John Wick 4. But I actually love a lot of other films. Like that's more just like animated films as well. Um mm-hmm. And if I have to recommend another movie that's not action related, I would recommend um, <clears throat> Machia, The Promised Flower Blooms. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen it. It's like a, no, I haven't. Pretty long, like animated film, but it's about like, um, like a quick summary. There's a a race. It's like a kind of fantasy world. There's a race that is very like non 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 aggressive. Like they don't really do any conflict or anything with any other race or country but they live for a very long time and so their role is kind of tasked with like weaving these like weaving these like fabric that kind of contains and like records history but of course like in the world where there's like greed and like kingdoms that want to kind of fight for the power balance they basically there's one country that came and like ravaged and and like destroyed and killed everyone and, and then to try and like take a girl home to kind of breed with her so that they can have that I guess edge on other countries because they'll though their heir would be able to live for a longer time but the story is about one girl from that race that kind of escapes but now she's kind of navigating the world and then she adopts a child and then slowly like as she ages so much slower to everyone else like she stays like a teenager as her adoptive son like grows and gets old and so it's just her navigating and like kind of um slowly 
learning to appreciate like her life and like her the relationships between people it's it's really beautiful film i i really recommend that sounds incredible i love it 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 sounds like it has these almost like nostalgic or melancholic um undertone to like spirituality and like uh almost like a coming of age film yeah but not really like very interesting i love that And also like about motherhood as well. It makes me oh, cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very beautiful. Film. That is, uh, I imagine that she probably is almost like a teenage mom, but not a te yeah. teenage. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. It is, it is pretty interesting. I'm going to go watch it and I'm going to put it in the description as usual. Oh, so <laughs> to end the podcast today, I want to ask you if you have any last thoughts, if you have thought about a skill that you want to learn <laughs> actually i have thought about um this is not really specifically pertaining to stunts but as you know like because we both come from emily carr and like as filmmakers um i also really enjoy the filmmaking like side of storytelling and then also mm -hmm. something like because i'm like oh i i love stunts and it's so exciting and the people is lovely and i love the community and i want to stay in it as long as i can but i don't know if i'll be able to do stunts forever because you know as you get older it becomes harder on your body as much as you try and upkeep it um so i also do something called like um stunt previs like mm -hmm. pre-visualization pre is when you know they do uh for the stunt department they'll do the action like choreographing ahead of time and they'll block it like whether in a studio or at the location and i will help them film the the fight scene as much as 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 good as we can make it look and then that and then we edit and, and basically i'll film it i'll edit it um with the coordinator's instruction and then mm -hmm. we'll show that video clip to the director to the actors to production so that they can see what that could look like and wow. that's important with the stunt performers and that's just so they get an idea but that's something i can do forever so if anything like that's something i want to get better at doing and I'm doing I've done it for a few years now but there's always things to learn and that's something and I, I think that is super interesting because at the end of the day it's like any sport um you kind of have to have a plan about what you're gonna do after a certain time when you start getting tired when you know like when you get older you might not want to do it or might might not have the possibility to do it so it's always good to have um other ideas and, and something in your back pocket because realistically even in film like the hours are very long the equipment is very heavy and yeah. you start thinking about like how long you're gonna be able to do certain jobs mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah i love that and and thank you for bringing that up because i think that that's something that um it's good for other people in other departments, but also other stunt people that might be listening, um, might be starting to think about these kind of things. Mm -hmm. Well, girl, this is the end of our talk today. I am so, so grateful. I think that um, for me, all of this is new. And even though I have worked in films where there are stunts, there's so much you really don't understand and and that you really don't see so getting that insight from you has been incredible thank you so much well thank you so much for having me it's been really fun catching up with you and i'm 
I hope that I was able to answer some of your questions. Okay. <laughs> I know I tend to ramble. A you little did. Bit. No, you did. You actually gave so much context. And I think that um, that's really what I, what I wanted to get, to get people to, to get more interested or, or more aware of the stunts that they are seeing. Because I think that one thing is when you see a movie and you're like, well, there's a fight happening, but then you start picking it apart and there's so much going on there's so much effort in it um and i think that it deserves the attention um from people and and i believe that after this conversation people will go in and watch it differently yeah thank you thank you so much for coming thank you.